Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Wednesday, June 9th, and this episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me to get in on the action and join the conversation. Locker Room, changing the way we talk about sports. And as we start here this morning, we acknowledge that the Bruins are facing elimination tonight, heading into Game 6 against the New York Islanders. We will get into... Everything you need to know prior to puck drop, uh, including Bruce Cassidy's fine, some referee changes, and some lineup uh, question marks. Before we do, let me remind you to please smash that subscribe button. Each new episode will be automatically added to your feed for you to download, listen, and enjoy. If you could rate and review, that would be also very much appreciated. On Twitter, the podcast is at LO Boston Bruins. On Instagram, it's Locked On Bruins, and you can find me and my dad jokes and hockey tweets at Ian C. McLaren. Let's start with the big news from yesterday, and that was the NHL fining Bruce Cassidy $25,000 for public comments critical of the officiating following Game 5. Uh, the Bruins coach, after the game, expressed his displeasure in what he thought was a respectful manner while being honest when asked about the way the game was called by referees Francis Chiron and Francois Saint Laurent. Cassidy didn't see that he was, you know, or didn't think that he was being overly critical of the officials. In his estimation, he thought he was talking more in reference to the Islanders, a little gamesmanship uh, in light of Barry Trotz's comments toward Patrice Bergeron's face-off strategies. He said he's always going to protect his captain and kind of push back a little bit. He said, listen, we're in front of the camera a lot in the media. It's an entertainment business. It's been a good series. So there's a little bit of that back and forth. That's where a lot of that was directed. Obviously, I felt there were some calls that didn't go our way that have gone against us when it comes to high sticks. I voiced that and I was held accountable for it. Uh, He added, usually when you get fined, you say something to the effect of embarrassing or that was a joke. Didn't say any of that. I actually thought the two officials are excellent officials. They missed a couple high sticks along the way here in this series, and I pointed that out. Uh, He said, we were told before that we have to keep our comments civil. I thought I was. They didn't see it that way. I answered as honestly as I could, and that's it. Now, despite the fine, the NHL has decided to make a change uh, when it comes to officials for Game 6. According to Fluto Shinzawa of The Athletic, it will be Gord Dwyer and Dan O'Rourke refereeing Game 6, taking over for Sharon and St. Laurent. Uh, both Dwyer and O'Rourke have more playoff experience than both of those guys that had been uh, refereeing this series. Dwyer has about uh, 73 playoff contests under his belt, and O'Rourke has 148, according to Scouting the Refs. Uh, This is the second game of the series that both Dwyer and O'Rourke have been referees for. They had Game 2, which the Islanders won in overtime. Uh, That one had a bunch of penalties in it as well. Uh, So despite 
fining Cassidy for being critical of the refs of the NHL, bringing in reinforcements to take over for this one. Now, the Bruins facing a game six on the road uh, where they could be eliminated. It's a position they were in twice in 2019, the first round versus the Toronto Maple Leafs and the final against the St. Louis Blues. They did win both of those games and uh, force a Game 7 in those respective series. Uh, Cassidy said, our guys have been through it. The core group has been through it in other playoff series. They know it's at stake. We need to go win a game. That's it. There's nothing else other than we're not looking ahead or behind now either. We're going up to New York to win a game. We have to. We won Game 3 up there. We were right there in Game 4 in the end. We look at game five, we felt we played well enough to win. In terms of the mindset of the guys, they know that we can outplay the opposition. We just have to get out and do it. Got to minimize some of the mistakes from the blue line back, obviously. Do their best to stay out of the box. Uh, The power play is clicking. Bruins' penalty kill was not great in game five. Keep getting to the net. Create offensive opportunities. At the end of the day, Cassidy said we need to be one goal better than them how we get there we'll talk about but our guys know the challenges in front of them certainly are capable of getting the win just have to prepare accordingly and get it done now one of the big questions heading into game six is whether or not Tuka Rask will be good to go he was replaced by Jeremy Swayman ahead of the third period in game five for what Cassidy termed as maintenance Uh, He was at Warrior Ice Arena for treatment and a video session with goalie coach Bob Essensa on Tuesday morning. Uh, Whether or not he will get the start depends on uh, how he's feeling this morning. The Bruins have a morning skate around 11, so we'll have a better idea then. If Rask is unable to go, Swayman would get the call. And uh, I kind of remarked on Twitter yesterday that it's a, a pretty tough spot for Tuka Rast because we all know that he is prone to being criticized no matter what. The only way it works out for him is for him to play and win, I think. Otherwise, uh, he will be largely vilified. Like if he plays and he loses, he'll get ripped. If he doesn't play and they lose, he'll get ripped for not Uh, you know, playing through the pain. If he doesn't play and they win, Swayman uh, will be maybe not anointed the new starter, but there will be calls for him to be back between the pipes for Game 7, and then who knows what happens from there. So uh, the Bruins, I feel, have their best shot with Tugarask in the net. If he's not 100%, do you go with the uh, rookie because he is feeling a bit better or do you go with a Rask who's at 80 90 percent knowing his track record and knowing that he uh, is one of the best goalies in the league quite frankly Uh, it's a tough call I'm not sure what they're going to do so keep it locked to at LO Boston Bruins or at ENC McLaren for all the latest we do know that Curtis Lazar will not be in the lineup he was injured in game five uh, in a collision uh, he is listed as day-to-day with a lower body injury uh, with Adam Pellick, uh, that collision. Unfortunately for Curtis, he came out on the wrong side of it, so they're going to have to look at the lineup accordingly. I would assume that it would be Corrali stepping in and going back to his natural center spot on the fourth line, and that Jake DeBrusque would come in 
and play left wing. Uh, that would be the most logical thing to do. Again, there have been calls for Trent Frederick to be inserted into the lineup. He hasn't played in about a month. Uh, I'd probably go with uh, the legs that have been in the playoffs. DeBrusque has scored a couple goals uh, against um, Washington, and that's when he was on the fourth line. So I, I would go back with that. But again, we'll have to see how things play out here at the morning skate. We do know Brandon Carlo, Kevin Miller uh, will not be available whether or not they stick with Tenorti and Clifton on the third pair. I mean, that's kind of the only thing, unless they deem Jacobs Borrell to be healthy and good to go. Uh, but I would expect that they would stay with what they have had for the last few games on the blue line. Now, before we get into some uh, mailbag questions, a little bit more about Locker Room. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. It's the first social audio platform made for sports fans. It's free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I'll be hosting locker rooms for Lockdown Bruins about once a week, and you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to here every day. Go download the free locker room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, join the NHL group for the latest league updates. Follow me at Locked On Bruins to be notified when my room goes live. I can't wait to talk and hear everyone's thoughts on the Bruins. Locker Room, changing the way we talk about sports. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market and it comes in nine amazing flavors. Many uh, people who have um, tried Built Bar are very passionate about their favorites. Uh, there's coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. And there is literally something for everyone. If you haven't tried them, you can get a mixed box where you will get two of each of the nine flavors. Now, not only are they great tasting, but they're also healthy too. Most of the flavors have about 17 grams of protein, 130 calories only 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. Order today, get that raspberry, mint brownie, whatever you like. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, I put out a call for some mailbag questions this morning and got a few in return. Uh, the first comes from Jacob at Richie Goat, who asks... Should the Bruins draft a forward or a defenseman? Now, it's a bit early for me to be looking at draft stuff. Uh, hopefully, we don't have to think about that for a few weeks yet. But just to quickly look ahead, the Bruins do have uh, six draft picks in the uh, 2021 selection process. They will be without their second-round pick. That, of course, was sent to the Buffalo Sabres in the Taylor Hall trade, but they have their first, third, a fourth, a fifth, a sixth, and two sevenths, one of which came from the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, it was a deal made at last year's draft where they um, traded their 2020 seventh round pick for uh, Toronto's 2021 seventh round pick. So they'll have an extra seventh this year. I don't know too much about the prospects in this year's draft, but my 
wish for the Bruins every year is just that they would select the best available player. It's not always been the case. I think about whether, well, we all know about the 2015 draft. That's been solidified or, you know, thrown in our faces. This series, how good Matt Barzell can be. Uh, I think about Trent Frederick and how Alex DeBrinkett was still on the table. How valuable would he be for the Bruins right now? Um, I just hope that they would take the best available player, regardless of position, regardless of whether uh, he's a a Canadian Hockey League player or a university player. Uh, Just take the best available. Uh, That's always how I look at it. Uh, They have drafted a bunch of defensemen in uh, the recent past, so I wouldn't mind if they took... You know, a scoring winger would be uh, would be pretty nice. That's that's kind of what I think. They also need, you know, looking ahead with Bergeron getting up there, Krejci getting up there, not necessarily guaranteed to be back next season. Uh, they will need that next kind of cornerstone center. I don't know if it's Charlie Coyle. I, I doubt. I don't think it's Charlie Coyle. Uh, I don't know if it's Jack Stanika who will be that guy. That's kind of something they need to look ahead at, uh, you know, unless they're going to trade for Jack Eichel, which which I don't really think is going to happen. At uh, Jeremy Termini, Jeremy T asks, what do you see the Bruins doing in net next season? I have a very bad feeling that Linus Olmark will end up there, and then, well, I might have to follow the Bruins. Well, all are welcome, uh, Jeremy. Uh, I haven't heard anything about uh, the Bruins, you know, being interested in Linus Allmark. Allmark is, of course, uh, you know, a veteran goaltender for the Buffalo Sabres. He's uh, 27. He's going to be a UFA. And obviously, any question in regards to Boston's goaltending uh, begins and ends with Tuka Rask. I don't see Yaroslav Halak coming back. He'll be an unrestricted free agent. And he has been demoted to the third string goalie at this point behind Jeremy Swayman. I don't know if Jeremy Swayman will be kind of the de facto starter next year. Uh, The ideal scenario would be having Swayman uh, serving as maybe the backup or splitting starts with Rask. Or in the event that Rask doesn't come back, an established uh, kind of veteran uh, goaltender or an established goaltender at the very least. Uh, Ulmark, he played pretty well for the Sabres despite the fact they were terrible this season. 9.17 save percentage, which is pretty good uh, considering how bad the Sabres have been. So that could be an option. Uh, there will always be demand for goaltenders. Uh, so again, it all depends on what Tukarask decides, uh, whether the Bruins decide to bring him back I think there is a um, appetite on both ends for that to happen uh, and we'll see what happens there but uh, yeah my ideal scenario for the Bruins next year would be Rask and Swayman uh, so that Swayman not thrust into the starters job right away Rask keeps doing his thing and uh, you know mentoring kind of Swayman along the way the last question comes from at C. Garrett Padilla, who asks, uh, who are you, in the event the Bruins don't do the thing, who are you rooting for to win the cup? Uh, that is 
a tough question at the moment. I said the other night that I'm kind of on uh, the Montreal Canadiens bandwagon. I'm not a fan of the Canadiens at all, obviously, considering um, I'm a fan of the Boston Bruins, and those two things are kind of uh, incongruent. Uh, I do, however, like a good underdog story. I do really like Nick Suzuki. I've said that many times. He uh, was a member of the Guelph Storm team that won in 2019. I was able to cover that run to the championship. Kind of like, well, yeah, kind of like the Habs in the first round. That Guelph Storm team came back from several uh, series deficits and were able to uh, win the OHL championship. Uh, I really like Cole Caulfield, uh, Carey Price is pretty likable as well. Um, so I'm kind of rooting for them, the underdogs. I'm not really into Vegas or Colorado per se. Really not into the Lightning. They won uh, last night to advance to the uh, Final Four. So it really comes down to uh, Montreal, Vegas or Colorado, and then Tampa Bay. Uh, Tampa Bay for sure. I'm not rooting for uh, Vegas. Meh. I'm not really rooting for an expansion team to win. Colorado's fun, but I really don't have any rooting interest on either of those two teams. So, you know what? Let's go with the uh, the Canadians, shall we? Um, my ideal Stanley Cup final would be Boston-Montreal. That would be amazing. And then, of course, I would be uh, fully rooting for Montreal to lose in spectacular fashion. But uh, if the Bruins don't do the thing, then, uh, yeah, why not cheer for the underdog and cheer for kind of those somewhat undervalued uh, little guys like Nick Suzuki and Cole Caulfield. Thanks so much for sending in those questions. I always appreciate hearing from you all. And again, you can reach me at ENC McLaren or at uh, LO Boston Bruins on Twitter or Locked On Bruins on Instagram. Uh, Some of you send messages there as well. And uh, any medium is uh, more than welcome. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. You can track all the action at Bet Online, as well as stay up on the odds, news, and info for the NBA and NHL playoffs. Before Game 6, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information that they have over there. Head to the website. Use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit uh, using promo code LOCKEDON. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams make their runs in the playoffs. That's promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Investing can be complicated. Whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. There's no manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you control. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25 advisory fee. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first 5000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. 
All you need is $500 to get started, and you can grow your wealth the easy way by letting Wealthfront do the work for you. That's Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL to get started today. Let's finish with some news and notes from around the NHL. Uh, Before I do, I should mention uh, a show recommendation. I think I mentioned it yesterday as well, but Mayor of Easttown on HBO. So good. Um, I'm five episodes through at the moment. Two left. Uh, Really (laughs) kind of want to watch tonight. Uh, But, of course, we'll be watching hockey instead. Uh, But my wife and I are very much into it and very much looking forward to uh, seeing how that wraps up. Uh, Also, Loki drops on Disney Plus today, the first episode. And I also started watching the F1 uh, show on Netflix. Uh, I don't really know anything about F1, uh, but the first episode was very uh, captivating. And I've heard really good things about the series. Uh, a hockey one like that would be amazing. The inside access that they get uh, seems kind of unreal. Uh, so if you're looking for something to watch, uh, then uh, you can check that out. Now, like I said, last night the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning advanced to the third round with a 2 nothing win over the Hurricanes. They won their series 4-1. Uh, Vegas beat Colorado 3-2 in overtime. They now have a 3-2 series lead. Uh, As a reminder, the winner of the Bruins-Islanders series will take on the Lightning, while the winner of Vegas-Colorado will play um, Montreal. The Masterton Trophy finalists were announced. That goes to the player uh, who shows the most perseverance and dedication to hockey. The uh, nominees are Matt Dumba, Oscar Lindblom and Patrick Marlowe. The Boston nominee was Kevin Miller. He did not uh, receive enough votes. Bobby Ryan, who was a member of the Ottawa Senators uh, at the time, uh, was last year's winner. An independent arbitrator upheld the eight-game suspension for Avalanche center Nazem Kadri. He's already served seven games of that suspension, uh, so he will only be eligible to to come back in this series if the Avalanche are able to push it to a Game 7. He would be able to play uh, in that game, but otherwise his playoffs could be done. Uh, another hilarious kind of story, those of you who might be familiar with the CN Tower up here in Toronto, it's a, a landmark building in the, uh, the city, stands in downtown, and they announced that they would be lighting it up in red, blue, and white to honor the Montreal Canadiens being the final Canadian team standing in the playoffs. Uh, Not only do Montreal and Toronto have a long-standing rivalry, it uh, is just hilarious that, uh, yeah, that tower is lit up for the Montreal Canadiens. It would be kind of like uh, the Empire State Building uh, showing Red Sox colors during uh, the baseball playoffs after the Red Sox beat the Yankees. Uh, that is that kind of level. So uh, pretty hilarious development there. And a lot of uh, Maple Leafs fans were, were big mad about that, uh, making it even uh, even funnier. I think that's it for today's episode of Locked On Boston Ruins. Again, I know a lot of us are nervous, tense, heading into tonight's Game 6. I would very much prefer that it not be the final game of the season. Of course, we're all feeling like that. Uh, there are some questions, again, about the goaltending 
and I worry about the backlash, A, if Rask can't play, B, if he does play, and he lets in a bunch of goals. Um, even if Swayman does play and he stands on his head, obviously that would be amazing. What does that mean for Game 7? I mean, who cares at the moment? All I want is for them to win Game 6 and figure it out from there. Um, I can picture a scenario where either guy comes in and pitches a shutout or gets lit up. There's just so many possibilities going through my head, and it's going to be very tough to focus here today, but uh, we can do it, and I believe the Bruins can do it. They have done it in the past. Really need uh, the second line to show up. I would really like to see a bit more from Taylor Hall tonight. Uh, The third line needs to get going. And I think uh, bringing Jake DeBrusque back in the lineup would be would be good for the Bruins as well. I, I worry about Frederick coming in, being a bit too energetic, or not able to keep up, taking some bad penalties. Uh, DeBrusque has the fresher legs, so I'd put him into the lineup. Uh, but again, keep it locked on Twitter to at LO Boston Bruins, at ENC McLaren for all the latest lineup news heading into Game 6 with uh, the morning skate coming up later this morning. Uh, but yeah. Hope you're all having a great week. Uh, Try to, uh, yeah, just take some deep breaths, get outside today, and uh, we can get through this together, no matter the outcome uh, tonight. But go Bees, and hopefully there's another game to prepare for on Friday. Take care, friends.